I thought about Dave Weiss yesterday. Do you know why? Why? I, I saw on the news. Did you see that we had that dart thing hit the asteroid that's been following around? No. And I, I just didn't. thought how like unrealistic that sounds. We're crashing into an asteroid. I mean, I'm sure it happened, but you could easily think that's bullshit. <laughs> Very Star Wars like. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought of Dave Weiss because that was one of the things where he was like, oh, yeah, like we can land on an asteroid. <laughs> you know, I told you about this. There's this Professor Dave guy. He's an actual scientist, and he hates Dave Weiss, and he hates all these other guys that are fraudulently. And I watched a video, and it was our guy Dave on StreamYard with two other dudes and this guy, Professor Dave. <laughs> and I love Dave Weiss. I really do. But he got destroyed by this guy professor dave every dumb thing that dave weiss brought up this guy just crushed him on how actual science works and i also was thinking about him when i saw the asteroid thing. oh really <laughs> i did and i thought dude i'm sure dave's got some thoughts as to what that is and i'm sure none of them are even remotely close to reality but i i respect the fact that no matter what Dave Weiss doubles down. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's know. all in. He's yeah, all he's a hundred percent all in. <laughs> I I do in my heart of heart, having talked to him a couple times now. I don't know about you guys. I believe that he believed the crap he's saying. I do. Oh, totally. I do too. Uh, you have to, right? To yeah. last this long. <laughs> just the way he. I'm telling you, somebody calls him straight out, and he's just like, "No, you you're dumb, scientist." <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, Jedi, you should have seen what happened yesterday. I came in my house. I threw my phone down somewhere. And for the next nine hours, we were looking for it. We kept we kept calling it, Jedi, and we could oh. hear the vibration. We could hear the phone vibrating, but we couldn't. We knew it was muffled somewhere. It was so muffled that you just couldn't tell where it was coming from. So after like six hours, I called my neighbor. I'm like, you have to come over and try to find this. So the three of us are standing there. We keep calling it. And he's like, I think it's downstairs. I'm like, no, no, it's definitely not. So what we ended up doing, we kept taking different pieces of furniture outside to eliminate that. <laughs> so finally, I had this recliner. I mean, we checked inside and out of all of this furniture. We take this recliner. We take it apart. We bring it outside. We go in. We call. There's no noise in the house. So we bring the recliner back in. We feel all around it. It fell down one of the arms, and it was in the upholstery. Oh, my gosh. I had to cut the cloth open, <laughs> reach in, and find it. It had 92 missed calls. That's how many times we called it. Oh, my gosh. And it was at 1%. If the phone had ever died, we would have never, ever found it there. <laughs> but it was driving us crazy. So we're actually going to mention O.J. Simpson on today's episode. But I was just thinking, do you think O.J. Simpson is one of those people that doesn't think he did it? Like, he's so convinced <laughs> telling lies for this many years. He just I... believes it. I kind of think he knows he did. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen the interview he did shortly after his book, If I Did It, came out? Yeah. He basically tells you exactly what he did, yeah. and it all seems to match up, except in that story, he's got his buddy Charlie there, and Charlie does all the killing. <laughs> and OJ's like, man, don't, don't do that. <laughs> They're going to think I did it. He definitely, in his mind, has convinced himself that he did not do any of this. 
Yeah, I actually saw something on him yesterday. He said he doesn't like to go to L.A. because he's afraid he's going to bump into the killer. What? <laughs> oh, yes. Really? I saw oh, that on Facebook yesterday. <laughs> no. Oh, that oh is that's, that's what you got to say. You, you go all in. <laughs> you go all in. You're like, yeah. listen, I'm out here on the golf courses. I'm still looking for her killer. But if I'm in L.A., I might find him. I'm just <laughs> avoiding L.A. <laughs> Greetings, Marks, Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond with Jedi, Todd, and producer Joe back again. American football, don't you just love it? It is just one of the things that cements Americana, Thanksgiving, and everything. But what about the other side of football and when it goes sour? Let's talk about CTE and Tua. Yeah, this has been a big week for CTE. It was 2009 that we actually had a definition for what these concussions are. So, Jedi, you want to tell us a little bit of CTE, and then we'll talk about what happened this week? Sure. CTE stands for Chronic Traumatic Encephalopathy, CTE. The symptoms are Alzheimer-like symptoms where it's degenerative brain disease. People have memory loss, dementia, aggression, depression, paranoia, and confusion. Yeah, that seems pretty awful. And you can get Parkinson's from CTE, and I think that was um, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, it's it's pretty sad. And they definitely defined it as, some people think CTE comes from concussions only. No, it's the repeated head trauma. Right, yeah, yeah, totally. Now let's talk about Tua. Last Sunday, he got hit by the Bills. And what, Joe, I think he was only out for three plays. Yeah, it definitely Definitely should not have come back into that game <laughs> at all. And then uh, he finished the game. They ended up upsetting the Bills, which was a huge upset. And then Thursday, the um, that medical doctor, Chris Nowinski, posted on Twitter. Like, Read this post, Joe. It's kind of eerie. He said, if Tua takes the field tonight, it's a massive step back for concussion care in the NFL. If he has a second concussion that destroys his season or career, Everyone involved will be sued and should lose their job, coaches included. We all saw it. Even they must know this isn't right. How weird is that that he posted that? It, wow. It's <laughs> true. It is true. Sure. It's, it was on everybody's mind. He was the one that actually said it, and he's a doctor. So he's, you know, he says it and it, and it stands up. But there were a lot of people that were very concerned about Tua uh, going forward, except for. The Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. They were right. cool with it. <laughs> so crazy. We, do, yeah, I think we have that video, right, Joe? We do. His ability to make adjustments at halftime. To a rolling left with the grain, and down he goes. Slung down in his own 48-yard line. Josh Tupu. And, uh-oh. I get so grossed out by that stuff when he's, like, looking at his fingers, and they're all stiff. Ah, his thumb was like weirdly bent back. Ah, yeah, exactly. 
The throwdown was pretty vicious, but like the head hitting, it didn't look like that bad. Well, I, it I doesn't have it. to be that bad. There you go, Jedi, right? Plus, he was already a little vulnerable, and boom, there you go. I'm curious though, and and uh, Jedi, are you would are you a Dolphins fan? No. <laughs> just like you just like Tua. <laughs> yeah. All right, fair enough. Part of the problem here is that Tua's been in the league for a couple years and he hasn't really performed very well. He's looked great so far this season. And the Dolphins, I hate to say this, but as a franchise, are really trying to evaluate Tua this year as to whether or not he could be their quarterback of the future. And I'm not defending what they did, but I think that was part of the reason why. I mean, they want to get this guy out there and get every look at him. What I find interesting is in watching that video, he should have just run. He should have ran he had a wide open lane along the left side of the field. And he circled back into the sack and the injury. And I'm not blaming Tua for it, mm-hmm. but I think it just goes to show the concern about him as a quarterback, why they've been so concerned about some of his decision-making. That was a terrible play on his part to put himself in that position. Didn't he kind of like blame it on a back injury that he was okay? He wanted to continue playing. Yes. So, yeah. But it's, it's the team and the doctor's job to look into his glossed over starry eyes and be like, yeah, dude, no. <laughs> no. They have to recognize. I mean, that's the whole part of this uh, with the NFL is that they have to be able to take these guys into the concussion tent, evaluate them. And I don't care what the guy says. It it doesn't matter. You're the doctor. You have to save these guys from themselves. Exactly. Yeah, and the NFL Players Association fired that independent doctor that cleared him the week before. He's already gone. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's funny? How much entertainment and money means to us over health. Because right now, the NFL should be like, okay, we're just canceling this football thing you guys watch every week. We're going to cancel boxing and MMA. But it would never happen. No. Like, God, no. <laughs> the NFL is like a drug. Like my every Sunday evolves around it. If you have a birthday party on a Sunday afternoon, I'm going to hate you. <laughs> well, I get so I mad. That. My wife makes plans Sundays all the time. And I'm like, dude, come on. What are yeah. you doing to me here? I hate that. I always think how lucky we are living in a place where we have such a fun sport. Imagine on. A, oh, God, this might upset some people, but. Imagine every week if we had to like talk about watching cricket or hurling or (laughs) we have football. (laughs) Cricket looks like it might be pretty dope. I'll be honest with you. I, I, if I lived in India, I think, I think I'd be a huge cricket fan. I have no idea how it works, but I do from what I see. I'm like, ah, if I, if I was desperate, this could be my sport of choice. That said, soccer is (laughs) terrible. If I, I had to watch, watch soccer, soccer uh, <laughs> paint paint drying is is more. Joe, fun. I watched the most amazing soccer game yesterday. Nil nil tie. It was it was unbelievable. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Ninety minutes, nobody scores. How many shots on goals? About eight combined, right? <laughs> the, the thing, there's not even any action. I could live with. Listen, I could live with zero zero if there's like forty five shots on goal and the guy's just Dude. blocking everything. Like, oh, that'd be. But it's like Jedi. Three shots on goal from one team, two shots on goal from the other, 90 minutes. And then the worst part is the game is over. It was already miserable. And they're like, ah, we're going to tack on four more minutes. Why? But isn't isn't soccer more exciting than golf? No. <laughs> Girl, are you kidding me? 
I'm not kidding you. Well, I cannot every, watch golf. Every shot in golf is like a make or break in a tournament. That is like, again, you don't have you don't have like 30 minutes where you could just stay in the middle of the field in golf and not do anything really but kick the ball back and forth a little bit. Yeah. But Jedi golf's one of the only sports where you can smoke and you can can be fat. Yeah, it's also rare that you get knocked out cold as a golfer. That's the other. All you got to worry about is the occasional golf ball hitting you. (laughs) And the the other reason NFL is so much better than soccer, Joe, is you have these guys out there hitting each other. Soccer, you ever see the falls they take? Oh my God, it's like it's so bad. Oh, it's pathetic. You know what? There's actually I've watched some clips on. Uh, like like Instagram and TikTok of there's some really vicious female soccer players. Yeah, pulling hair and stuff. Pulling hair. I just was watching one. I think it was this morning, as a matter of fact. Uh, one chick pushed this like hot blonde over, and the yeah. blonde got up. And next thing you know, she's running, and they're running alongside each other. And she kicked the ball and hit her right in the face. And then she kicked it again and hit her again. It was brilliant. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> So when I think of CTE Jedi, I go straight to Junior Seo because I think that was one of the saddest things when he shot himself in the chest so he could preserve his brain. Yeah, that 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 was so sad. And, and poor thing, his family, they couldn't do any. They did. You know, back then you didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, exactly. You and know, what it really with, stood out yeah. to me, Todd, was um, the guy from the Bills, Javon Belcher. Uh, who yep. literally shot his wife and then drove to the chief's practice facility with a gun. And they were like, yeah. all right, yeah. buddy. Like, and then he took care of himself. Pio- Pioli and uh, Romeo Cornell. Was yeah. Right there. Oh man. That was, that was just, I mean, other than, than junior Seo and, and obviously Aaron Hernandez, like, I don't think you could have seen CTE anymore on display. Yeah, so I guess if you get CTAE, you want to join gangs. <laughs> we oh, talked about right. that last week, too. Yeah. yeah. I just wonder but, what the feeling is like going through your head when you have it. Is it just all jumbled with all this crap and you just can't deal with it? You're probably just moody and aggressive all the time and you just don't know how to calm down and you can't remember what you're doing or thinking and you just act out. That was one of yeah, the things and- I saw was that, yeah, these guys struggle with basic thoughts. And, you know, look, you're you're an athlete in your prime and you're like 42 and you can't remember most of anything or even what you're like, what was I even thinking about to think about this in the first place? And I think, you know, when you're somebody who's used to dominating and, and you know, kind of you pride yourself in having your wits about you and to completely lose that at a young age in your physical prime. Right. I, I could see where, I mean, again, you know, most of these guys have had some sort of violence in their personal lives as a, and the people around him are like, yeah, it's you, you, like, it wasn't him. It didn't seem like he wasn't himself. And that's sad. And it's scary. Mm-hmm. Right, and people that don't know him, they're probably like, oh, that guy is such an asshole. But meanwhile, it's because of the CTE. And that's going to be kind of frustrating. And didn't they say Mm -hmm. that Aaron Hernandez, his CTE was so advanced? And he was like, what, younger? He wasn't even 27. 27. He was in the 27 club. My goodness. (laughs) But Aaron Hernandez, Jenna, you're right. They said it was the most 
the, the most severe CTE for someone that young that they've ever seen. It's crazy. Well, see, what, what it does is it, it, it just, CTE creates accumulation of tau proteins, a sludge that supposedly kills your brain cells responsible for all that cognitive thinking. So that's why you just go downhill. I mean, slowly. Yeah. Yeah. And it basically ends with dementia, which is the worst. I, I had a cousin that just passed away in January. He had dementia. He was 52. He started getting in his late 40s. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Brett Favre, who's also 52. And also has, in the news. Has CTE. And if I were him, I would definitely <laughs> use that as my excuse in that welfare case in Mississippi. <laughs> I was confused, man. I, I didn't know what I was doing. He's going to have to do something because he's in big trouble. But Dude, to yeah. look at this list of names, Bernie Kozar, Tony Dorsett, O.J. Simpson, yeah. Frank Wychak, Leonard Marshall from the New York Giants, Jamal Lewis, like Ted Johnson. Dude, this is a, a list of like the greatest players over the last 20, 30 years. And you're seeing more and more, you know, names on this list, including all the guys that are filed a class action lawsuit. Again, it looks like a Pro Bowl roster. And it's yeah, all, exactly. it's not only football; it's wrestling too, right? And boxing. Oh, yeah. So it's it's other sports. So Joe, let's play forty seconds of wrestlers getting smashed over the head with chairs, and just think what we know now. What what were they thinking? And then through the table. Yeah, even better. And we got some ladders and a chair in hand. And another horn hits up. Saving Vince McMahon. I mean, I know they probably have tricks where it doesn't hurt, but you're still getting hit over the head with a chair, and you can see it bent after. Yeah, <laughs> I used to, you know, when I first found out wrestling wasn't real, <laughs> I thought to myself, what, how, like, what are they doing with these chairs? How are they doing yeah. that? And I understand at some point, you know, they get the hand kind of up, you know, maybe yeah. you hit the guy, it's more a shoulder shot than a head shot. But just in watching that video, some of those are direct head shots. How yeah. are you faking that? And again, those right. are real chairs. So <laughs> I think... Dude, I remember when I was a kid, it's slightly unrelated, but Sergeant Slaughter, do you remember Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah, of course. Real American hero. Uh. He used to, in his wristband, he used to carry a razor blade. And yeah. so you would take his head and you would slam it into yeah. the turnbuckle and he would pull the razor out and he would just, yeah. like he was wiping the sweat off his forehead and then his forehead would just light up with blood gushing down his face. Oh, yeah, he definitely real that. blood. They did that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He used to do it all the time. And his whole, like, his forehead now is totally <laughs> scarred up from doing that for all those years. Like, oh that's not, God. that's not Joe, good. For, for our entertainment. Yes. Yes. And sometimes we would boo him anyway. <laughs> you Boston lost the God. iron yeah. cheek, you loser. Yeah. Boston it's amazing God with what my these dad, people yeah. are willing to do with their bodies, yes, for our amusement.
And back in what Sergeant Slaughter was probably the early eighties. I mean, he was probably making like not much money. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. So that independent. I mean, the NFL that lawsuit, Joe. They, they had to pay out seven hundred and sixty-five million dollars just to kind of make it go away. Yeah, and the cool thing is, is the NFL has plenty of money for that, so wasn't even <laughs> yeah, an issue. How about that? <laughs> You see teams, you see owners buying teams for like a hundred million dollars back in the day, and they're worth like friggin' four billion now and stuff. Yeah, some of those investments have been uh, pretty sweet. And I saw the families of a couple um, wrestlers filed lawsuits, and it kind of cracked me up. The two wrestlers they mentioned, um, Mr. Fuji <laughs> and Jimmy Snooker, which you know about the whole Jimmy Snooker thing, right? I think he's a murderer. Yes. What? Yeah, but again. Dude, I remember when Rowdy Roddy Piper cracked a pineapple over Jimmy Snooker's head <laughs> on Piper's pit. <laughs> I have a very distinct memory of that happening. Yes. Uh, and he is a murderer. <laughs> um, Roddy Piper is my favorite wrestler of all time. That was sad when he died a few years ago. Yeah, it was. And he was great. He was the perfect villain. He had the uh, G- uh, Jedi. Do you know him? He wore the kilt. Well, he, uh, Ronda Rousey has taken up his mantle, right? Yes, he allowed her before his passing. He told her that she would be cool to use Rowdy Ronda Rousey in the WWE, which was pretty cool of him. Yeah, now I, when I was looking up the MMA, I only found one guy and it was posthumously, it was Jordan Parson. Do you know who that is? It said one MMA guy got. They found CTE in his brain after his death. But, I mean, you know that's coming. MMA. Yeah, definitely coming. (laughs) Listen, here's the thing. You don't punch people repeatedly in the skull and think that nobody's going to be hurt by any of that. Yeah. So, I'm sure sure some of these guys will, in due time, come up on some of these lists. And Jedi, some women are getting it from domestic violence. Because you just think sports with CTE. Yeah, I mean, especially in in that environment where you're with the perpetrator, what, 24-7? You're living with them? Who knows how much times they get, you know, beating or whatever. Sad. Now, Major League Baseball isn't a big sport to have CTE, but there's a Buster Posey rule or something where they try to prevent CTE. You don't really get it much in baseball unless, I don't know, you're sliding or you get hit in the head with the ball. Hockey, though, yeah. Well, certainly, oh, yeah. Again, listen, any any sport where there's going to be, I'll tell you. I mean, I played high school football, dude, and and I played football with this guy who was absolutely jacked on steroids, and we were all running backs, and we, he and I were the two white running backs, and the other like eight guys were black, and nobody wanted to hit this dude because he just, I mean, when he hit you. You would feel it in your jawbone and then like all down your body, like in wow. hit you. And yeah, everybody was always like, Joe, you you, you go hit Tom. <laughs> I don't want to hit Tom. I don't, don't want to hit Tommy. You know, sometimes I would like last minute kind of dodge because that was the whole point of it was we either run at each other and hit each other. Right. right. And if you didn't hit each other, the coaches got pissed. But every now and again, I would like kind of glance a shoulder and like miss. I'm not getting hit by that dude again. What are you kidding me? That hurt. And that was my teammate in practice. Imagine in a game running full throttle after someone yeah. 
destroy. Just judging by how that how hard that dude hit me when I was 17 years old, I can only imagine what a full-on NFL blindside hit must be like and the damage that I assume would be done to you from that. Oh yeah. yeah and then if you're having two in less than a month, I mean you can die. Oh yeah. Have you guys ever had a concussion? No. Yeah. I don't remember. I was a teenager playing football and it was we played a whole bunch of pickup games and I guess the very first game I got hit. Say that was I don't know noontime. Next thing you know, I'm like sitting at the kitchen table eating dinner at six o'clock and the whole day was I don't remember anything. I only remember before the hit and sitting at my table. My friends were like, You don't remember playing tennis after? I'm like, No, no, no. Everything is oh gone. God. I had a bad <laughs> concussion. I got hit. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, think I've is... ever never had that. That's crazy. Jesus. I know. Gronk said he got like a hundred concussions. Wow. Oh, and Joe, going back to wrestling, do you I mean I'm sure you know this? I mean, I'm you were probably a big wrestling fan like I was. What was Mr. Fuji's move? <laughs> oh my god. Oh it's kinda it's not like a wrestling move. It's something he would do to kind of paralyze the guy. <laughs> Did he blow smoke or something? No, sand. Oh, the sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <Oof. laughs> yeah. Like that can't be legal, is it? <laughs> well, Joe, the the he was being distracted by his partner in the corner. That's what he would do. <laughs> With the referee's back turned to the other guy, like, no, I know they're two on one of your partner, but you can't come in the ring right now. Remember Danny Davis, the bad ref? Oh, dangerous Danny Davis, of yeah. course. Yes. Uh, I would have to assume is Chris Benoit. I would assume he or is he just a roid raging? I mean, I well, think probably, probably was like a combination. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I'm gonna look him up real quick because I remember when that happened. Um, he's the one that that killed his wife and son, right? Yes. Yeah, if you if you like dig deep and look into wrestlers, like there's so many that are dead. What do you see, Joe? I see your face there. You know how you know what Chris Benoit's finishing move was? The cross face where he would come up behind you and and kind of basically put you in like a a a, a oh a god, is that, that how she did? went? Until he killed oh, his son. Yeah, oh, he used goodness. that move on his kid to kill him. I don't know. It doesn't say what he did to his wife, but that's how he killed his son. That's insane and super sad now. Yeah. I I loved wrestling growing up. I, all their finishing moves, King Kong Bundy, the splash. There was nothing like wrestling growing up. Jedi, did you ever get into that? No, because I always thought it was fake. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Joe just found out. Oh, yeah. It wasn't fake. I'll tell you, when I found out it was fake, I still didn't care. Um, I actually had my own move when I was a kid. It was called the Aguirre Flyer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I had my own move. It was pretty damn good. What so did my, it entail, Joe? You... It entailed me flying through the air over your head, and then I would wrap my arms around your body on the way down and basically... You know, they would roll you up into like a small package. It was more or less that. I would jump over you and then wrap you up and try to pin you. You wire flyer. I had a finishing move as well. Now, Jedi, have you ever heard of uh, Jake the Snake Roberts? No. He would, uh, what was his move? The DDT? 
the DDT. Yeah. And he, then he, he would he, take he, his snake out. <laughs> Damien. So Jedi, this guy would be unconscious, right? And he would go get the bag, the sack by the, his, uh, the corner of the ring. And he'd have his giant yellow Python named Damien. And the announcers would be like, Damien. And he'd put it on the guy knocked out. So it'd be a snake on you. So when I was, when I was a kid, my friend and I would have wrestling matches and I was Matt, the cat Roberts. And my finishing move is I would knock him out and I would take my cat and I'd put my cat on him. That's awesome. It's a great move. Cat. Cat, man. I love it. And I mean, I think at that point, I kind of thought wrestling was real. So like the thought of like a, a random snake on this guy and they'd be like, the snake's choking him. And the, they were such good actors. <laughs> And I always found it amazing, Joe, you'd have like the undertaker, right? This like seven foot tall, huge guy. And he'd be this week. He's going up against Ray Mysterio jr. That is like five feet tall, but he can do flips and all that crazy. Yeah. Stuff. He can do flips. Watch out for the guy doing the flips. <laughs> and he has a mask on. Oh my God. Yeah. No, that was ridiculous. Big John stud. All those guys. That Andre the Giant, Killer Khan, showing our age, Joe. By the way, speaking of our age, Frank Gifford died from CTE. Kathy Lee Gifford's uh, husband played for the New York Giants. Here's a picture of him literally unconscious on the football yeah. field after a oh hit. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I mean, I know he that guy, is yeah. out cold right there. The guy over him, Chuck Bednarik. There's like a Bednarik award for him. Yeah, he, uh, he knocked him out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the college football linebacker award. Yeah, that they said that's like one of the most vicious hits ever, and he just stood over him. That'd be a fifteen yard penalty now. Oh yeah, my God, you totally you'd be suspended if you did something like that now. Holy smokes! I'm just talking about the taunting part, not the hitting. Part. <laughs> you can't yeah, do that anymore, right? Unsportsmanlike right? yeah. <laughs> conduct. Oh, there was some good just... football yesterday. Do you see Georgia was uh, on the ropes? You know, it's funny. I I actually had Oklahoma as my 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 upset team, and they lost two weeks ago, close game. And I thought for sure they were going to come back guns blazing. They lost to Texas Christian, yeah, fifty five to twenty eight. Well, I they I didn't get upset. They got destroyed, yeah. dude. Oh my god. Every time I looked, TCU had like seven more points, and it was always like a 73-yard touchdown. I think they put up 41 in the first half. Yeah, because uh, well, I saw, too, uh, their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, got knocked out of the game. And I thought, well, that's you know that probably had something to do. It was 44-10 to 10 when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that, that didn't make any difference. Yeah. So, Jedi, are you no sports or just MMA? I can watch one. See, the thing is, I don't have a football team, you know? Yeah. I So it's like, you know, I didn't want to just jump on a football team and just pick one. So I can watch a couple games, but I can't watch, like, you know, how you diehard fans watch three or four, change the channels every now and then, see games <laughs> repeatedly. No, I can't do that. But, yeah, I'm mostly MMA boxing. Yeah, it is kind of funny because I'm Facebook friends with this guy from London. And every week, Joe, he's posting all White Sox stuff. He's the biggest White Sox fan. And it just is a kind of bizarre. He must have just at some point <laughs> in his life just picked a random team. Right? Maybe somebody sent him a hat 
or a t-shirt somewhere along the way for like Christmas. Yeah. Oh, right. cheerio, the white socks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw someone post on Facebook the other day. It was like, this is a store in Japan, and there was a clothing section, and just across the shirt it said Sturbridge, and then there was another section that said Brimfield. It was just these <laughs> random Massachusetts towns. And how random it would be like Weathersfield to see in a store in Japan. Yeah, that would be insane. Do yeah. you like, know why in are these Japan? Here? There's a, a Chicano culture that they soup up cars like lowriders and they dress in plaid. I mean, they just embrace the Chicano culture. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, Japan seems really cool. Someone posted a video yesterday where it just was a compilation of cars stopping and kids crossing along the crosswalk. And every single time the kid got to the other side, they turned around and bowed to the driver. Like, could you? That would never happen here. No, of course not. Anything like that. You, people well, would walk slow. One of my favorite things about the Japanese culture is the respect. You yes. know, it's all about respect. And, you know, I've been screaming this for a long time that, you know, I think the number one thing the USA is lacking in its people is respect. We don't have respect for each other. Totally. At all. And that's why we're, I think that's why we're where we are now. You know, it used to be fun when, when, you know, you talk to another sports fan, you know, and, and now you've seen over the last few years, Todd, you know, people getting beaten to death in parking lots after games. Right. Like you're not even on the team. How concerned are you about what just happened there that you're going to go beat someone to death? I don't understand that. But again, we don't, we don't look at, at each other as humans anymore. You're, a Dodgers fan or you're a Republican or you're, you know, yeah. and, and that's what you are. And I don't, you're not a human to me. You're just that thing. And that I think Japan's a good place to look. If you want to, you want to get some of that back. Yeah. I saw an article the other day. Tell me if you think this is true or bullshit. It said, I don't know. In the year 2017, one person died from gun violence in Japan. Do you think that's possible or yes. it said one? Yes. That that's insane. And it They're was probably an American that went to Japan to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, their culture is not an aggressive culture. No, I mean, even the even the even the karate from Japan is like defensive. It's not even offensive. It's not even you know. It's not like you're not supposed to go out there and like push people around because you know karate. The idea is like restraint and not doing it. Just in their right. whole attitude towards having a fight with somebody is like only break their neck if they come at you. You know, otherwise, eh, we're good. And they probably can kick the shit out of each other at the end. They're like bowing and hugging yes. or something. Oh, dude. I mean, I think one of my favorite things, there was a, a Chinese uh, woman in the main event last night against American Mackenzie Dern. And I saw, you know, they did the, the stare down the day before at the weigh-in. And they looked at each other and they locked eyes. And they made the faces. And then they stopped. They shook hands. And both of the women bowed at each other. And I That's thought, awesome. how respectful and cool is that? And then it was an amazing yeah. fight. I don't know if you saw that fight last night, Jenny, but it was no, I did it was not. it was a I mean just a great fight and the fight ended. They hugged each other. It was a, a three-two decision. Um, the Chinese uh Yan was her name. She won the fight, but it, you don't you don't see that it's different when the, the dudes are fighting. Like the, there's a complete lack of respect among the male fighters, especially when you introduce uh Conor McGregor. Oh, yes. Into the equation, because, <laughs> yeah, he's like racist and, and Islamophobic and 
you know, nothing's off limits to him. Most of the other guys, though, in the sport are respectful. You know, you're going to war with somebody, but you're not trying to hurt anybody. It's a it's a game. It's a game. Hmm. It's a game I have to beat you at. It just happens that we're going to be smacking each other in the face over and over again. But it's still a game. It's a competition. And when it ends, most of the time, they just shake hands and hug and walk away. It's nice and Todd, dangerous. Have you, have you watched <laughs> a, a match yet? No. I mean, no. I would get so grossed out. I told you when Tua fell yeah. on his back and he did that with his fingers, knowing right. something is going on in his head to cause that grosses me out. I don't like seeing people get knocked out. You know what? You should yeah. you should Google this when you have some time later today. Johnny Walker knocked out. Light heavyweight guy, about 205. Big dude, very athletic. He got clipped across the top of his head. Yeah. And it didn't look like it did anything at first. And then Jedi, the chicken legs came in. Then he stiffened like a board and fell backwards into the fence. Like a plank. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, people were laughing about it for, like, days. The guy that did it was like, you know, that's messed up, man. Like, we're out here fighting. It's it's a war. Like, don't make light of this. It's not a joke. Right. But it was more that he sort of got hit, took a step, and then stiffened up and just dropped. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever see that hockey hit a few years ago? The guy got hit and he like couldn't get back to the um to the bench. Like every couple of feet, he was like falling. It looked funny, but something serious was going on there. Yeah, that's that's probably like a concussion for sure, where you can't get catch your wits about you. The the weird thing in in MMA, Todd, this happens a lot. Uh, and one of the the times I, I just to uh, bring up is uh, Rose Namajunas against Wiley. Totally can't think of her last name. Wiley, uh, from the, the Chinese girl. She was the champion. She was really good. She got kicked in the head, Todd. Lights yeah. out, hit the ground. Her head hit the mat, and she woke up. Oh, my God. Wow. And the other chick jumped on her and started popping her, and they stopped the fight. She got up, and she was like, what? And they were like, dude, you were out cold when you right? hit the ground. You woke up when it hit your head. She had no idea that that even had happened. And after she saw it, Todd was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm glad you guys stopped the fight. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that happened. That's, That's crazy. Wild. Yeah. That's one thing uh, about MMA. They're pretty quick, right, to stop the fight if the person is not hitting back or doing anything. Yeah. They tell you constantly, Todd, got to defend yourself. And if you don't, if you're not defending yourself, you just don't, don't jump in and end it. I was so pissed uh, when Peter McNeely fought Tyson when they threw in the towel so early. <laughs> I I knew I knew McNeely couldn't win or anything, but I was like, that was so entertaining, like seeing that whole the the press and everything, and saying he's gonna wrap him up in his cocoon. Oh my god, that was dude. Even Mike Tyson had a chuckle at the when he did the yeah. poem. I just watched that fight the other day, by the way, because I like to watch old boxing matches. McNeely was, I mean, he, when he tried to get up after the second knockdown, it was, yeah. if he, if they would have allowed it to continue, he would have been out bad in about 10 to 15 seconds when they re that's the worst part of the, of when you get knocked down at boxing, Todd, they do your count, you get the eight, they check, they hold you by your gloves and they're like, step forward to see if you can yeah. follow a simple command. Then he rubs your gloves. Let's fight. And you're and dude, the guy that just knocked you down is coming a hundred miles an hour across the <laughs> ring. 
Your yeah. bell is still wrong, dude. Yeah. He's just going to start throwing haymakers, right, Jenna? You see it all the time. It's the one of the worst things about, like, you get knocked down once or twice, and they let you back up. It's like, this guy's coming at you 100 right. miles an hour yeah. with yeah. fists flying, dude. You better not get hit again, or you're donezo. Or kicks. Or body slams. <laughs> uh, yeah. Still, that that combination of punches that Buster Douglas laid on Tyson to knock him out was just like the greatest. It was like every punch connected perfectly. It is- just watched the video of Mike Tyson this morning talking about the 13 count because he dropped Douglas the round before. Oh. And yeah, and they didn't. Part of it was Mike didn't go right to a neutral corner because he's a moron. But Buster Douglas was flat on his back for 13 seconds. Wow, I'll have to watch that. And got up at the nine count by the ref's count and and then finished him off the next round. What's going on with Iron Mike? I mean, I I see lots of articles like his health is going down. Yeah, dude. I mean, clearly this guy's been in so many scraps and so, I mean, he's, there's something's, you could tell cognitively that Mike Tyson from 18, 19 years old to today. Big difference. Wow. Yeah. He's calmer now and a little more clear headed, but I mean, he can barely speak and he really struggles to move. It's sad. It's sad to see a monster like that kind of be a shell of himself. I think we talked about that before with Mike Tyson. He's kind of like a lovable guy now for some reason. One of the great stories in American history. He uh, transformed. Uh, eight... Oh, my God, dude. I mean, after the rape, and then he comes back, bites a Vander Holyfield. His career ends. He's losing the bums. It was terrible. And then he was in the hangover, and uh, everybody All loves him well, again. right? <laughs> yes. Just like that. What a story. That's funny. Uh, Joe, uh, one more thing I want to tell you is, do you know what they called early CTE in boxing in the 1920s? No. The term for it? Oh, um, punch drunk syndrome. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, dude. There's a lot of guys. That is, that's exactly what the term used to be called, punch drunk. I mean, again, dude, these guys would be, think about what the gloves were like back in the day. Here's the other thing you need to know. My, My grandfather was a boxer. He had to win three fights in the night to win money. Wow. So your first two fights, dude, you might go 10 rounds with two guys and, and you know, you got, knock them both out. You step in the ring for your third fight. Oh, my and God. And this, ju- this dude just got there. He just got there. He's fresh. He hasn't done yeah. anything. That's your third opponent. If you beat him tonight, you get a gold watch, which you're going to sell for cash. That's why when, like, so say they have these guys' records, they have, like, so many more matches. That's why you can't compare anything modern to the old days. There was something that happened in baseball the other day, and it said he's the seventh person in Major League history. I don't remember what it was, but it was like, this happened in 1870. I'm like, no, none of that stuff counts. Right. It, yeah, it's just and the a different not thing. not played like that at all now. Yeah. Um, Sugar Ray Robinson and Jake LaMotta fought seven times. In like a five-year stretch, because there was nobody else in the division that could could give each other the fights that they needed. They actually fought three times in a month span. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, you don't see guys fighting three times in a calendar year anymore, let alone three times in a month. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. a different sport. And again, there's so much more training, there's better equipment, there's better safety. I mean, that was the other thing. 
that you didn't have a ring doctor, Todd, when my grandfather was boxing that would come and make sure, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a little concerned about this cut. Like you, the cut just bled until either you passed out from blood loss or you knocked right. out the other guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was so dangerous, dude. We had no idea what was going on at the time. I was talking to one of my friends about <clears throat> the 56 game hitting streak and unbeatable records. And I said, well, no one will ever, ever beat Tiger Woods, 142 straight cuts. That's impossible. And he's like, well, what about Cy Young wins? I'm like, you literally cannot count that. It's, you can't have 500 wins again. You're not pitching every day. Oh, yeah. I mean, now we're talking about like 200 is the new 500 for wins. If you can get to yeah. 200 the way baseball set up. Look, the stupid numbers aside when it comes to sports. Right. It's about the domination. That's how you truly can determine from an era who you can't combine. You can't compare Jordan to LeBron. And there's like a 30 year gap in between their careers. Try try comparing him to Bill Russell from this. Like what? Dude, yeah. they had just they had just put like replaced the peach baskets with nets. You know, mm -hmm. the whole idea of basketball. Like You can't compare those things. You can't compare. There was a guy named Harry Greed, by the way, who was a boxer in the 20s. He was legally blind in both eyes. And he won 43 fights in one year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And nobody knew he was blind because they wouldn't let him fight if he was blind. So, yeah. How about that? I, um, I hate when people do stupid comparisons. I was watching Animal Planet, and it was the 10 highest jumpers. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. So they had like a kangaroo, a deer. It got to number two when it was like this amazing jump. And it said, number one, it was some type of ant that could jump like 10 times. So it could jump like an inch. I'm like, I did, you just had me on the edge of my chair for that. That doesn't count. Yeah, right. Statistically speaking, this quarter yeah. inch ant can jump 35 times in size to a distance yeah. of 2.3 inches. Like, oh, yeah. Get out of here with that. Dude, that guy should have been an honorable mention on that list, if anything. Right, right. Ridiculous. Uh, all right, so I think that just about does it, guys. Yeah, well, Marks, the end is here for Crimes, Conspiracies, and Beyond. Check us out on Facebook, Clovercrest Media, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Stay hell healthy and safe, my friends. Bye. Thank you.